Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs. I'm Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today I have with me one of my very favorite people, Brandon Hawk. And Brandon is an entrepreneur. He's a life coach and an inspirational speaker who lives here in San Diego and is originally from West Texas. His expertise is helping people illuminate a vision and a blueprint for their life and then actualize the life they've always wanted. And as a young boy, Brandon decided he wanted to play at Wimbledon, a very large dream considering the fact that his town did not even have a tennis court. And by the age of 17, Brandon had competed and already won a round in the main draw of the U.S. Open. At 18, he was one of the four members of the U.S. national team and was a five-time national champion. And by 21, he realized his dream and competed in the doubles division at Wimbledon. Since then, he started and sold a multi-million dollar company, helped grow his family business from 900000 a year to upwards of $7 million, pastured a large church, created a school of cultural transformation, and now he coaches elite individuals who have attained the highest status in their field but find themselves still wanting more. And Brandon knows what it takes or what it's like to play at the highest level and carries his pro mentality into every arena he steps into. He's an expert at helping people and businesses transform and expand in order to realize their highest potential and truly live the life they love. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. So, Brandon, we've known each other for a while now, uh, and it's so fun having you in San Diego because then I actually get to see you in person. But tell everybody a little bit about you. Give them background on you and how you got started and what you're doing. And um, then we're going to talk about Actually, the topic of today's podcast is our, your top three tips for putting yourself first because you truly believe putting yourself first is what makes successful business. So take us back, give us your story, and then we'll launch into that. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to say hi to everyone out there in podcast world. Uh, a nice hey, y'all from Texas. <laughs> um, but it, it did. It all started in Texas. Uh, grew up uh, in a small town in West Texas, son of a bull rider, and uh, he decided that we weren't going to go down that road. That was a little too rough of a road to take, and he got his uh, children started in tennis, and at an early age, I had a lot of success and started traveling uh, nationally. And then it ended up traveling internationally and was on the U.S. national team at the age of 15 and started traveling all over the world and played in the U.S. Open, played in Wimbledon, uh, had a, had a uh, very successful junior career in tennis and then uh, had some pro success and really accomplished a dream of mine, which was to play in Wimbledon. Uh, I'll never forget at the age of 10, I was sitting at my parent, in my parents' room uh, hand on the bedpost, watching the TV, and it was Sunday morning, breakfast at Wimbledon. We were getting ready to go to church, and there it was, 1989. Stefan Edberg and Boris Becker were playing in the Wimbledon final, and you know how you just have those moments of uh, inspiration that surpass time and space that you're just like, I'm, I'm going to play there, and I felt it. I grabbed a hold of it, and it happened. 
and it was pretty cool. Didn't like you said, we didn't have any tennis courts in our hometown until like the age of ten, uh, ten or eleven, um, and it just yeah, it was it wasn't very probable. But uh, I grabbed a hold of it. it. I accomplished what was in my heart. The 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 only problem with that was um, the way I accomplished it was not from a place of feeling good. It was from a place of pressure and performance. And um, you know, when you it's not nowadays. It's not that hard to accomplish something. I think the true game now is how you accomplish it. It's can you accomplish it while staying connected? Can you accomplish it while still feeling good? And I did not accomplish my goal in a place of feeling good and feeling connected. And that led me into uh, my the arena of becoming a uh, pastor, transformational agent, uh, inspirational speaker. Uh, it, it led me down the road of asking all the questions. Of why am I not connected? Why can't my dad and I say we love each other? Uh, why is it hard for us to hug? Why can't my family talk about tough things? Um, why do we only connect through purpose? You know, uh, why is church more important than me? You know, just all the questions, the little ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the little questions. <laughs> um, and yeah, just started to pry in there in my own heart, in my family's heart, and. Uh, what came of uh, what came of this question asking asking was uh, a whole process of of uh, creating what you want while still feeling connected. And yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a big believer. I think we're going to talk about this today. That you know, uh, I'm a creator by nature, and I love to create and build. Um, so so that that is a part of my gift. But what wasn't innate in me at the time was how to create and build uh, while feeling good, making sure that my cup is filled up, uh, you know, giving within my capacity, all of these different things. Uh, I could build something, but at the end of the day, I still felt alone and rejected. And I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening. Um, you know, it's not good enough anymore to build something and then be left alone. It doesn't have to happen that way. And who I saw that was leaving Brandon alone and bypassing Brandon was Brandon. And so I had to stop that. What did it look like to really to start to put my heart uh, before what I produced? And uh, that that the, the creator needed to become more important than the creation. And, uh, you know, I think that for, for a lot of people listening, that uh, oftentimes the vision becomes more important than the visionary. Yeah. And, you know, that's not good enough anymore, that the vision bypasses you as a person. Uh, we're too evolved for that. Uh, you can look at these great, you know, companies like Zappos and, you know, just different companies that are on the cutting edge. And the reason that they're creating a movement is it's not because of what they're doing or building I mean the product that they're providing it is because they're staying aligned to their core values and while they're doing it and uh, it, it, it doesn't just create a company when you do that it creates a movement right. the ones that really have the ability to stay aligned to and stay connected to what's really in their heart right. those, those those are the people that I want to follow 
Well, and what's interesting too, in the back end of all of all of that, not only are they creating movement and um, being heart centered and people centered, is that it shows in their bottom line, which is right. you know what we're going to talk about today. So I think, you know, this is people really need to be paying attention to to what you're saying because it's really made an impact on me. Um, so the soft stuff always remember this the stock the soft stuff always leads to the hard stuff mm-hmm. and the heart the heart plane and the heart heart centered things you know it always leads to external abundance when your heart is abundant your internal reality is abundant your external reality becomes abundant and when your heart is overflowing your bank account overflows it's it just happens <laughs> right right so Whenever I start these podcasts, I like to ask our guests to give us a success quote, and I think this is um, right in line with what you're talking about, but what is the quote that you live by every day that affects your business, affects your life, affects your heart? I think it's, uh, you know, Maya Angelou's statement of uh, her quote of, you know, people may or may not remember what you have done, uh, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Uh, that really guides me because I'm good at producing what, you know, I'm good at what, uh, like I'm a what guy, I always ask what can we do, what can we produce, what are we producing, uh, what are we building, but that how component, how you made someone feel, uh, I've learned I bypass that, uh, it's really easy and has been easy for me to bypass that, uh, and if I don't feel good, I think this leads to the first point that, that we're going to talk about, which is feeling good. If, 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 if Brandon does not feel good, I can't create a culture that feels good mm-hmm. because we can't, re- we don't re- we can't reproduce who, who, we, uh, who we're not. And uh, you reproduce how you feel. And so if, if I'm not feeling good, my culture is not going to feel good. If I'm feeling pressure, if I'm feeling like I've got to produce, 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 if I'm under the gun – my culture is going to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's a, been a, that's a big question for me, Steph, is how do I want to feel in creating this business? You know, how do I really want to feel in creating this business? And starting to create your business around how you want to feel, and that become just as important as what you're producing, if not more important. Right. And that's really your, your first tip here is mm-hmm. feeling good, versus looking good uh, to build your business around you. So, so tell us what exactly you mean by that and how that translates into our business. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what what uh, creates – the entity that creates something also has to sustain that thing that which, that, that which is created. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if your business is created out of – out of pressure, uh, what's going to sustain your business? Pressure. Yeah. And that's a bitch. Uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, that's no fun. Mm-mm. And, but if feeling good is what created your business, uh, what's going to sustain that is feeling good. And for me, feeling good is are, are things like this. It's it's uh, a culture that's open. Okay. Uh, a culture that's real and authentic, a culture that is is very transparent, uh, a culture that is in in uh, that 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 lives in inspiration, not motivation. 
um, that, that feels inspired. Those things feel good to me. A culture that works on fast energy, you know, that um, we're not in this slow, heavy, bogged down energy, but we're always pursuing a fast energy. Lo you know, love is the fastest of all energy, so I want to get close to that frequency as possible. And when I'm feeling good, I'm in a very fast frequency. So, and so not, you've seen that in your your own business. Yeah, for sure. I've I've done businesses both ways. I've been successful, uh, not feeling good. Uh, I've had a result, but you know what happened at the end of the day, Steph? That success did not nurture me. Mm -hmm. Okay, it didn't nurture me. So I had to go and create something else and create something else. So maybe that would nurture me, and it never does. Uh, so when, when you create out of not feeling good, your successes never nurture you and you're always living in the present. I'm sorry, you're always living in the future. Mm. And most entrepreneurs live in the future thinking that the future is going to fulfill them when they could have that feeling they want in the future, they could have it right now. Um, and it, I'm starting to see what it looks like for myself to first have the feeling and then create from the feeling. What's happening is I'm not as attached to the outcome and it's actually making me and my business and, and the people that in my culture more attractive because it doesn't come with uh, a lot of uh, control. It comes with a lot of freedom and openness uh, rather than strings attached. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we're starting to see that. We're starting to see people come to us rather than I, I'm having to go to them. You know, we, I'm in a place personally, I can't take any more clients because I am personally so booked up. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good feeling to know that my cup is overflowing in such a way that, um, yeah, th that I'm not having to go and go and go and be an opportunity slut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've you been know, an opportunity slut in the past. <laughs> well, I think we all have. I was just having a conversation with a couple girlfriends. Um, one is embarking on a new entrepreneurial endeavor and one has just sold her company. And, you know, I'm in the thick of, of mine. So we're all in these different stages. And we were talking about, you know, the, the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. But then what? You know, you hit it. But then what? And you really touched on it. It doesn't nurture you when you hit those goals if you're not feeling well inside or good. So That's right. And, and a lot of times entrepreneurs like us, creators, builders, we medicate our pain through building and creating. And it's a, it, the problem is when you start to go through a process of feeling good, it usually starts with feeling bad. And I think that is because we, we what's become natural is really unnatural and what's unnatural needs to be natural. And, you know, feeling good is our natural state, but we've learned that, that feeling pressure, it feels more normal or um, not feeling at all feels more normal. <laughs> I, I have seen all of that. Yeah. I have seen the gamut of all of that. Yeah. And so when we start to feel good and pursue feeling good, which means I got to put my gift down for a season uh, and I just start to learn to be, it doesn't feel so hot. 
you got to feel the pain and a lot of the stuff, the experiences that have happened in your past, those start to come to the surface. The beauty of that is though you get to deal with those hurts and those pains and you get a, uh, you get a mechanism that's not tainted. You get a structure then that's not tainted and it's ready to be filled up with something very good. Uh, there's a huge tension though in that process of you know an entrepreneur feeling their pain and and and, and then moving into feeling good becoming normal mm. that's a that's a that's a risky season for someone who uh, knows that they can bail themselves out at any moment with an opportunity or or drumming something up right does that right. make sense oh yeah it definitely makes sense cuz you know as entrepreneurs, as people that think really big, it's, and you've even said this to me before, there's zero shortage of opportunity. There's so much of it that just flies at you all the time. It's all exciting, so hard to say no. Um, but there's moments and seasons, like you said, where you do need to say no. You need to set everything aside and kind of work on feeling better and, and healing some things so that when you are creating something, it's a value and it's from a place that that feels good so that you can actually serve the people you're serving and that yeah. serves your bottom line too. Oh, it, it, I'm telling you, it always, because what happens, you increase in value. When you know you're worth taking the time to feel good, your value skyrockets, your internal value. So what happens to your external result is is your bottom line skyrockets. Because you start to realize, man, I, I really am worth this. Uh, I, you know, you start to see how special you. Once the pain and hurt is cl it's cleared out, you start to really see how valuable you are, and your internal value starts to emerge, and your bank account becomes a direct reflection of that for sure. Awesome. So that leads us right into tip number two, where you say, live from overflow. What's in the cup is yours. What overflows from the cup is for everyone else. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're, we're externally driven and community driven. Um, and so once we get something, it's so easy to spit it back out. And, uh, you know, you, 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 get, you get something that really touches your heart. You want to just give it back out rather than, okay, let me, let me, let me ask myself, how does that relate to me? Uh, let me process that. Um, let's fill my cup up and then let the, the world receive my overflow. So many times we get something. I mean, it could even be money. You get money and then you're spitting back out twice as much. How about taking the time to fill up your accounts and let your accounts overflow and make decisions from overflow rather than from lack? That changes the whole game. And um, you know what what ends up happening for entrepreneurs who give out of a place of lack uh, give more than they're they're bringing in they start to write hot checks emotionally and and the people of, around them lose trust for them because they cannot back up what they're saying I like to say they they, they start to uh, uh, you promise you promise a trip to the moon when you can only deliver a helicopter ride and a helicopter ride's pretty darn cool. Right. But it's not that cool when you're promising the moon. And so it's 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 backing off 
this thing of, okay, I've got to lead with vision. I've got to lead with, uh, you know, over-promising and, and just really stepping into, hey, my reality right now, the little that I have in my cup right now is enough. And um, uh, it hits at a core belief for a, for a lot of us, which we haven't believed uh, we haven't believed we are enough without our gift. Mm. So, uh, and I'm starting to see entrepreneurs that take the time to fill themselves up. They're really able to create a community of security and trust. And that's different. Most entrepreneurs kind of go through people. The people around them have a pretty short shelf life. And there's a reason for that. Um, they they kind of most entrepreneurs go through people pretty quickly, yeah. and uh, the reason is because of the lack of congruence and the lack of trust and security that they create in their culture and their environment. I think that's a really interesting uh, point and something that you and I have talked about quite extensively. Because um, as an entrepreneur and even a female entrepreneur, as women, we tend to give more than we have anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we never say no, sure, we'll be at this event, we'll help you with that garage sale, I'll, sure, I'll watch your kids, and, you know, it never ends, and, you know, that just drains us emotionally, and what you're saying here is, if you don't say no sometimes, if you don't put yourself first and really fill up your cup, then there's nothing left for anybody else, and it's just doing them a disservice as well. Yeah, you're not, you're really not giving when you, when you say yes, if you don't have anything to give, you're taking it's really about how you look rather than uh, giving to them. And so it's, it's, it's not even a gift. It's a gift with strings. Um, it's a I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And those aren't fun gifts. Um, and so, yeah, when, when you don't have anything to give and you say yes, you're really taking. And so I, I'm really attracted to people nowadays that – have the ability to restrain their options, that have the ability to live in restraint and to know what they really want and have faith and trust that it will come to them and not not the ones that are having to whore themselves out or uh, prostitute themselves to um, for opportunities because they don't think it'll happen so they have to settle for the crumbs. And you know, I've definitely been that in my past. I've been I've been a person who's settled for the crumbs uh, and chased after opportunity rather than knowing that it would come to me. So, what do you say to an entrepreneur in those moments where they think I have to go chase chase this down? I mean, how do you how do you get them? How do you how do you talk them out of that? Yeah, well, it's a belief. We we go we start asking the why questions. Uh, why do you believe uh, you have to hustle versus something can come to you while feeling good? Uh, why do you think hustling is better than allowing? And we start to backtrack all the way to well, Dad told me that if I didn't work my ass off, I was gonna have to work at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I didn't want to work at Taco Bell, and that was what I wanted, so I just became the hardest worker. And when I worked hard, my dad showed me a lot of affection. And uh, when, those, when it produced even more results, I got more attention. 
So I learned that affection, attention comes with hustling. Okay, great. So you do not have much, you don't have much experience at allowing, do you, Brandon? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to give you new experiences. And, And you know what's awesome, Brandon? You can create those experiences for yourself. So let's start stepping into this new reality of allowing so that you can create, uh, I always say this, new perspective, new experience, new world. So you've got a new perspective. Allowing, yes, feels way greater than hustling. Okay, that's a new perspective. All right, we're going to take a season to get new experiences, So, which means I've got to put the hustling down. So I put the hustling down so that allowing can give me new experiences, and what happens? A whole new world is created. What happens with that? The world wants – I mean the, the people around you start to go, man, I want to live in that world. And so you start to draw and attract uh, people that want to help and support you rather than uh, quote unquote give to you with strings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I love that. I always love talking to you, Brandon. You're the best. Um, okay. So let's move into tip number three. Yeah. Um, And you say lead with your heart instead of lead with your gift. Yeah, yeah. So what do we mean by that? We're so used to connecting first with our gift to protect ourselves, but it is such a – it actually pushes away what we really want rather than – and and an example of that is – Hey, Stephanie, I'm Brandon, the tennis player. Nice to meet you. And you say, oh, I'm Stephanie. Uh, I am Stephanie, the creator of Cheek CEO and the, this amazing speaker entrepreneur. Okay, So we connect that way. And I'm like, oh, I like her gift. And she's like, oh, I like his gift. And so what happens is, is we have to to maintain our remember what creates the relationship has to sustain it so our relationship was created out of this gift based connection so if my gifts not on what happens we can't connect can right. we yeah yeah and so i feel this constant pressure when i'm around you that i've got to be on and what does that mean i've got to be letting you know how good i'm doing i got to be letting you know how great my tennis game is going You've got to be letting me go. know, oh, man, this is happening and these things are happening and we're building and we're launching and this. And so – but it's not – there's a deeper reality that we're wanting to connect to beyond that. And our deeper reality is my heart wants to connect with your heart. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know you as a person and I want you to know, know me beyond my gifts. Hard part is uh, we've used our gifts to protect ourselves uh, and – when you when when you take away your gift in your heart, you start to lead with vulnerability. Um, it gets a little scary, you know. You don't have anything to hide behind. Yeah. And when someone rejects you, you can't go. Well, they're just rejecting my business. Oh, they just they must not like tennis. No. When you connect with your heart, you really have to deal with some of the pains of man. That really hurt my feelings. You know, we have a culture within my company that, man, we talk – when you start to lead with your heart, confrontation only increases. And we have a real culture of confrontation. That may sound like, oh, geez. But how to do healthy confrontation? 
because when your heart is open, there's a lot of things that get confronted and there's a lot of feeling time that, man, talking about feelings and how to talk about feelings so every so people feel understood and connected to. Uh, it does take some time, but you know what? What you get is once you have somebody's heart, you have them for life. Yeah. Okay. If you have their gift, man, uh, come on. The, if a better offer comes up, they're going to take it. <laughs> Someone with a greater gift comes along, they're going to they're going to go sleep with that person. Yeah. Okay. If you have their heart, you have them for life. And for entrepreneurs. And for people that are creators and builders, to have that sense of loyalty, true loyalty from a place of authenticity, not from a place of overpromising, is priceless. Yeah. And if you've never felt that, it starts with you giving your heart versus you leading with your gift. I think this this notion is so interesting um, because... I've never thought of it that way before until I've heard you speak about this. Um, you you know, you go into an event or talk to anybody and the first thing, well, what do you do? Well, I, I have a company called Chic CEO. What do you do? Well, I have a company, you know. And that's that's kind of how Quick Connection is made. And, and But you're saying that if we start our relationship with anybody off that way, that's the only way it can really sustain instead of, you know, I'm not I'm not so like you can't do that. I'm just saying g- gift-based connection can bring you together. Mm-hmm. But it, if you think it'll keep you together, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Gift-based connection will never keep you together. Only heart-based connection uh will keep you together. And if you're doing business with people that you really want to do life with for a long time, I'd make the transition. Uh because the gift-based side is only going to produce divorce. Uh, it's going to it's going to lead to resentment, overgiving, uh, pressure, uh, and your relationship's going to become a pressure cooker of resentment and obligation. And uh, most of the time, it leads in divorce, yeah. business divorce. So, um, start making that transition. And and the and the hard part with that, it's kind of like the feeling good component. It feels bad in the beginning. The hard part with with this is with lead, starting to lead with your heart is there's a lot more confrontation in the beginning because you got to talk about everything. Yeah, like yeah. we got to talk about it. We got to talk about our heart. How have you felt towards me? How have I felt towards you? Okay, when you do this, it makes me feel this way. When you do this or say this, it makes me feel this way. Awesome. We got to talk about all that. How do you go through when when you do have to talk about it? And you know, in our community, especially with female entrepreneurs, they're starting businesses in partnerships. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to do things together. How do you how do you talk about those things without um, getting a really one of one or both of you getting really upset or really offended and not being able to move past it? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. For me, you know, we've been in this process about ten years. And in the beginning, especially, we needed we, we needed mediators that we would not talk about things like this unless we had a mediator in the room because they're too hot button, you know, they're triggers. Hmm. And so we always had an, a, a mediator that was in the culture that that we both had trust with, and we brought that mediator into it to just, hey, help us. We wanna we want to 
know each other greater and we want to connect to each other's heart greater, we totally get that we could, you know, we need space to be immature. I needed space to be immature. And we, we, we trust that you're going to keep us connected to our heart and connect us, connected to the end result, which is connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it really starts is allowing others into our immaturity. And that's a big deal that we do not do in a gift-based world. You don't allow others into your crazy. <laughs> so you don't feel known. Of course you're going to feel alone because they only know one side of you, which is a very small side of you, which is your gift. They don't know all the other stuff. They don't know how what makes you happy. They don't know when you get crazy. They don't know all that, all the good stuff. And so it really starts with jumping that hurdle of, of becoming vulnerable with your immaturity. Uh, that's, that's, it's always the first step, and it's the scariest. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrifying, really. Yeah, <laughs> but, but what emerges is whether that relationship stays or goes, because remember, it was brought on by gift-based connection, whether they, they, they have their own choice, but you start to feel authentic which is priceless. Yeah. You start to feel incongruence. So what starts to happen in your world? Authenticity and congruence to what you want and desire. And so the things that you really want and desire start to manifest. Always remember this, and for the audience, always remember this. You can't selectively give your heart. And this is the tension. So if you, if you start to open up your heart, the good, what we would call good and bad, I call it all good, but the wheat and the tares are going to come up, all of it. It's all going to come up because you can't selectively give. And so this amazing depth of compassion is going to come out, but also, you know, the shallow side of you just wanting a Mercedes is going to come out too. <laughs> and I love that you say that too because you, you, you really shouldn't feel bad about some of the shallow parts of yourself. Oh, man, on. That's what makes us real. Yeah. We're all shallow in, in certain ways, but we're all beautifully deep and fully loving and fully compassionate. And the, the ones who are elevating are the ones who embrace themselves and accept themselves in all their glory. Yeah. And who are aware? These are the ones – I hate to use winner and loser language, but, but for – I will use it. Um, the ones that are winning, the ones that are uh, really emerging and elevating are the ones you can see in the world who, who really have embraced themselves fully and accepted all of themselves. It's not Remember, the world's not wanting perfection. The world's wanting connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The days, the days are, are gone that the world wants a perfect person, a plastic person. You can't even get away with that anymore. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You can't. So you might as well embrace it all, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So we love to ask our guests to give us a book recommendation, a book that's been really profound for you and that you think every entrepreneur should read. So tell us what book you think we should all be reading right now. Oh, my goodness. Um, that is – I'm a big reader. I've been a big reader since I was a little boy. Uh, always have carried a book. I've always – I've just – love to learn and uh, one book right now uh, you know one book right now get the desire map oh yeah 
The Desire, Desire Map's a great book for creating uh, a business and a life built on how you feel. Also, The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukoff is awesome. Uh, he, he has two books, The Seat of the Soul and I believe The, uh, the Heart of the Soul. Um, the Seat of the Soul is a, a great book. So, Perfect. Yeah. And then we always ask our guests to give our community a challenge, something that they can do today that will make an impact in their business. So what do you challenge our community to do today? You know what? I challenge your community to um, – yeah, this will be a good action step to step into a place of vulnerability that uh, scares them with the people, the people that they uh, do talking about mental transparency. There's a difference between heart vulnerability and mental transparency. Uh, you know, mental transparency is uh, I slept with the boss last week. Okay, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying. Um, Heart vulnerability, which is, you know what, um, when I think about doing this project, I feel so intimidated and so scared, like I'm, my heart just doesn't feel like I'm enough to complete this, you know. Um, it may be something really positive to your parents. I just want you to know how grateful I am for you when... Uh, your family dynamic has not been a place of positive affirmations, especially intimate positive affirmations. Um, yeah, do something that you know that that feels fast. That energy that you can feel it in your chest that we would call fear is is really uh, that energy is just an energy that wants to take us higher and ride that energy to elevation in your connections and in your relationship and with your business. So yeah, get vulnerable with your heart. I love it. I love it. I always love chatting with you, Brandon. And um, people can find you at brandonhawk.com and we'll have all of your, your stuff on the show notes page. But thank you again for joining us today and we'll have you on really soon. And I just love chatting with you. <laughs> awesome, Steph. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Have a great day. Okay, you too. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.